Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black mental health podcast. I am your host, Kataso Fridge, a Florida-based therapist. This podcast focuses on mental health, stigmas, and social injustices that affect the Black community. This podcast was created to bring awareness about mental health and can be used as an educational guide, but this is not to be used as a replacement for seeking help from a therapist. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black Mental Health Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about high-functioning depression. So this is a part two of last week's episode. And if you have forgotten, high-functioning depression is not the proper term. It's not a DSM term. So the proper DSM term is persistent depressive disorder, also known as dysthymia. So I just want to go back and read the definition of high-functioning depression so that the people who've missed it or who didn't get a clear understanding understand what it is. So it is a depressed mood for most of the day, for more days than not, as indicated by either subjective account or observation by others for at least two years. And in children, it could be about a year and it has they have to be irritable, um, they mood changes, so it's not as long as adults. And it's most common in young adults and older people, um, senior citizens, however you want to describe it. About 6 million cases a year um, have been you know, evidence-based, so a lot of people do have functioning depression. So don't you ever think that you're alone. The average person experiences it, um, therapists experience it, psychiatrists experience it, medical doctors experience it, attorneys experience it. So individuals, period, have the ability to experience high-functioning depression. So some of the things that I was talking about in last week's episode, I was trying to drive home the point about seeing a professional. Because it is super important when you feel like you are depressed, you seek help. Because if you don't nip it in the bud at the beginning, it could lead to other things, suicidal ideation, homicidal ideation. And then we don't want that for you. So seeking help for a professional, from a professional, is always going to be my number one recommendation. No matter what I say, no matter what I do, seek help from a professional. So, what can you do to help yourself before you build up the courage to go see a professional? So, you have to look after yourself. Take care of yourself in every way possible. Doing some self-care things is very important. This is not saying you're going to a spa. This is not saying you're going to go get your nails done, sit on the beach all day. Get some good sleep. Take care of yourself. Make sure your sleep hygiene is on point because depression affects your sleep extremely. You'll have insomnia or hyposomnia. So if you have insomnia, um, train your body to go to sleep at a certain time and maybe take pills like melatonin that aren't addictive to help you with your sleep. If you're oversleeping, put yourself on a schedule and make sure you set, set an alarm Be consistent with it. For instance, if you get off work at 5 p.m. and you go to sleep from 5.30 until 10 p.m., then you wake up again and then go to sleep at 12 a.m. and then 
you wake up at 7 a.m. and just constantly repeating that cycle. Put yourself on a schedule. So maybe telling yourself, I'm not going to go to sleep when I get home from work. I'm going to go to bed at 9 p.m. every single day so that I can wake up at 7 a.m. and start over instead of sleeping my whole day away and not being productive. And if you have insomnia, so basically putting yourself on a sleep schedule and making sure that um, you go to sleep at a decent time, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., waking up at a certain time. You know, melatonin is super helpful because it's not addictive. Um, You won't have to worry about you depending on it. So at a point you feel like, you know, you want to stop taking it, you can do so. Eat well. Eat a well-balanced meal, nutritional, and it will help you increase your energy levels and make sure that, you know, your body's on point. Because if you don't eat well, you're destroying your body. Eating fast food every single day. I know cooking is probably not convenient when you're depressed. Trying to create small meals like rice, broccoli, and grilled chicken. It doesn't have to be something extravagant every single day so cooking one day a week and saving it for a couple of days or twice a week so that you won't constantly have to wake up and worry about what you're going to eat so you end up at Dunkin Donuts and going to McDonald's at lunch and then dinner for when at Wendy's that's not good so if you set yourself on a schedule and try to figure out when is a convenient day for you to cook for a couple of days and like I said nothing fancy Keep your body active. So you have to find something that you like doing, whether it's yoga, cycling, running, going to the gym. Physical activity is shown to help with levels of depression. So it helps you um, continue to be energized. You know, you don't have to worry about external factors while you're working out. So You know, with depression, a lot of people aren't the greatest on their hygiene. But, you know, high-functioning depression, a lot of people are still able to do, you know, regular things. Get up, go to work, go to sleep, take care of themselves, um, take care of their hygiene. However, some days are more difficult than others. So when you're experiencing depression, sometimes you you don't feel like hygiene is a priority. Whether it's getting up out of bed, taking a shower, that could be a task. So maybe making sure you have a schedule. This is all I'm going to keep talking about is the schedule. So getting dressed, taking a shower, you know, brushing your hair. And sometimes some people get out of bed, take a shower, but their clothes are not ironed. Um, hair is not combed. So challenging yourself for that specific day to try to take a, a good shower iron your clothes, brush your hair, and maybe put a little bit of lipstick or if you haven't gotten a haircut in a while for the guys, go ahead and get a haircut. That could be helpful. Practice, practice, practice self-care. Self-care is needed anyway, even when you don't have depression. But when you do have depression, it's super important. Try making a list of activities of things that you like to do and, you know, picking one day out the week to go do that little thing that you like, you know, and making sure that you 
are constant and you continuously do the activities that you like to do. Because it's really easy to isolate and stay in the house and not do the things that you like to do. Treat yourself. When you're experiencing depression or feeling down, it's really hard to feel good about yourself. So try to do at least one thing positive for yourself every single day or designate a day out the week that you can do something fun that you like to do. That could go a long way to kind of bring up your mood. And, you know, sometimes write yourself a letter that makes yourself feel good. Write down all the things that you've done right, everything that you've done positively, all the goals that you've accomplished. Because when you're experiencing depression, you don't see the positive in things anymore or as much. So if you write down a list of things that you have done right and a letter to yourself, this goes a long ways. It can help you build up your mood and, you know, read it to a friend and then they could probably help validate those feelings. Some people, you know, can see the positive in you even when you don't see the positive in yourself. So challenge your low mood. Look into getting a mood diary or getting a notebook paper and track the mood that you've had that specific day. Write down if today was a good day, I was able to get out of bed and brush my hair. Today was a bad day. I wasn't able to be happy. Everything made me upset. So just writing all the positive or the negative things that have happened throughout your week. And then at the end of the week, try reviewing that and to see like, have you had more positive or more negative days? And for the negative days, try looking at of how could I have improved that day? What things could I have done to challenge my low mood? So that next time when I have those feelings, I can actually get out of those feelings or try to or do something positive or do some affirmations to make myself feel better. Connect with other people. You know, it's so easy to isolate when when you experience depressive symptoms. If you don't feel like, you know, seeing people or talking to people, Just keep in touch with your family and friends every now and again. Don't go months without talking to anyone. Number one, it worries other people. And number two, isolation is not really helping that depression. So if you feel like you don't want to talk to people every single day, shoot your mom, dad, friends a text at least once or twice a week so they can know everything is okay with you. And once you get that dialogue going, keep talking to people. Keep having those conversations. Invite them out for lunch. Um, maybe on your good day. It doesn't have to be on your bad day because it's not going to do anyone any good. So talk to them about the things that you're experiencing because you know what? <laughs> they may have been at that point before. Read other people's experiences. Sometimes like reading other people's stories about depression, anxiety, or anything that you're experiencing makes you feel like you're not alone in this world. It's easy to feel like, oh, I'm the only person that's here that feels like this. Oh my God, nobody has ever gone through this. Everyone in this world has experienced something that they feel like nobody else has experienced. So read stories and then compare and contrast and, you know, don't use that as, oh, I'm okay having depression. Oh, 
other people have it so I can stay in this mode. No, use that as motivation to help you get out of it. To say, hey, other people have gone through this. Other people have gotten out of it or had ways to manage their symptoms. It's not saying that, you know, when you do those things that I just mentioned, one day you're going to be healed or cured. Absolutely not. These are the things that are going to help you manage while you're in the moment or while you're building up the courage to go see a professional. So what I'm trying to say is after you practice all this, this self-care, you need to actually go sign up and go see a professional. If you're not sure about what the process is, I'm going to link in my bio my video that I've talked about how to get started with a therapist. So go ahead and check that out. And then also make sure you check out part one where I'll talk about the depressive symptoms and how you get them. So go back and check that out to see if you do have high functioning depression. And then you can reflect on both videos and see how you can move forward. Also, always seek help from a professional. So go find a licensed professional and have them help you with these symptoms because they are manageable, but these are the tips that you could use in the meantime or on the days that you don't see your therapist. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. You can catch us on Anchor and all your favorite media streams. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Silent Symptoms Podcast. Let us know if you have any feedback or topics that you would like to hear. 